to a special Brewery Fire Showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, Brewery Fire, the brewery that we went to pretty recently, and you can actually find out more about them on our Carroll County Beer Excursion episode. So we're kind of partnering this episode with that, so I would say if you want all the information that we talked about with Brewery Fire, we're not going to cover everything we covered in that one in this one, because that's just redundant. So go back and listen to that Excursion episode, because the other thing is it was really cool. We had two other beers for Brewery Fire in that episode as well. And we're going to have four beers from Brewery Fire in this episode, two of which we had when we were there and two we have never had before. And the last one is a special one. So uh, yeah, we will enjoy tasting through those. So this brewery is relatively new-ish, so there's not a ton of information. So as far as Brewery Showcase episodes go, this one will be on the shorter end, but there's some interesting stuff to find out about Brewery Fire. And we will we will kind of recap slightly a little bit of our experience when we went there, just kind of things that we think people should definitely know if they only listen to this episode and want to know about Brewery Fire. So, uh, oh, also I should say kind of disclaimer, they had invited us out there to check out the brewery, and when we were there, we had a great time, they have good beers, but you guys know us. If we don't like beers or we don't like the brewery in general, we will say that. And whether we were invited there or not. But in this case, we were very happy. We really enjoyed it. Really good beers. Uh, and, yeah. Do you have anything to say before we get No. It's just, it's always beer? a relief, though, when we go someplace <laughs> and we, like, like the beer. Because it's yeah. like, phew, okay, we don't have to. Well, and if you think back, over the years, there have been breweries that have given us or sent us beers for the podcast. And you always have your fingers crossed, and you're just like, please, please, please let me like these beers, because they were so nice to send them. But there have been plenty of times where we didn't enjoy those beers. Yeah. Like, prime example, I can think off the top of my head, the beers that Southern Tier had sent us. We were very happy that they sent them to us and very grateful, but we didn't like the beers. Yeah. And we said that on the podcast. So, anyway, getting into it, uh, I'm going to give just three little bits of information, and then we're going to start the beers. They are in Tannytown, Maryland, which is a rural-ish area of Maryland in Carroll County. And I would say if you're in Maryland or you can get to Tannytown without too much of a, of a hassle, you should definitely check out Brewery Fire. And especially if, I know there are a lot of people, I said this before, there are a lot of people who like to go up to Gettysburg to go to Fourscore Brewing, who is also excellent. If you're doing that, you might as well hit Brewery Fire because they are on the way. So... Tannytown, Maryland. Founders of the brewery are Jesse Johnson and Dave Palmer. We had the pleasure of meeting Jesse Johnson when we were there. Super nice guy. Had some really good beer conversation with him. And this brewery opened in September of 2019. So not great Poor, timing. Horrible timing. Yeah. But, you know, obviously that's not the fault of the business because yeah, you can't, nobody. You can't predict the pandemic. Yeah, nobody could see that coming, especially not businesses. So... Just bad timing, really. So let's make up for that, people. Let's give some more business to Brewery Fire. Not just because we want to give them more business, but because... They have good beer. Yeah. And let's start with... I think my favorite beer of theirs still. Although we have the other two that we haven't had to taste through on this. But I love this beer. Uh, Executor IPA. It's a West Coast-style IPA at 7.75% alcohol. It's in a 16-ounce can. I'm just, I've had this a few times because uh, Jesse was really nice, 
sent us home with a free four pack of the executor because I told him that was my favorite beer. So that was very nice of Jesse. He did not have to do that, but I'm not going to turn down a four pack of executor because man. Okay. Here you go. It's a little bit for you. All right. A little bit for me. All right. Now, all right, I was going to say something, but I'm, I'll, I'll save it for after we have evaluated the beer. Okay. okay. It's a beautiful color. It's very clear. It's like amber. Yeah. Very ambery, orangey, with a little bit of brown. Um, takes you back to the days of clear beer, which is, there was a point where that's all breweries were making was clear beer. Like, they were filtering everything, people. And this br- beer makes me remember that. It just looks like a nice old school West Coast style IPA. Smell? Smells real earthy. It's earthy, but I also get kind of like this dehydrated orange citrus mm-hmm. type smell in there as well. It's got like a resininess on mm-hmm. there too. It smells like it's probably a little thicker, kind of syrupy maybe, but not super syrupy. And yeah. it's got... There's definitely a sweetness there. Yes. And it's got a little bit... I know I've talked about this many times before. It's got a little bit of that note that I get on hoppy beers from Trogues Brewing, which is that kind of candied smarty smell. It's faint, but it's on this. It smells good. It smells very good. And you can smell that there is a decent bitterness. You can obviously smell with your nose that it's a West Coast style IPA, which obviously... If you listen to enough of this podcast, no, I am very welcoming to West Coast style IPAs. The flavor is so definitely like you get that orange. Yeah. You get the orange peel. You get the orange um, sweetness from the fruit. It's juicy. Yeah. Um, It's malty. It's sweet. It's bitter. Well, and this is what... Back when West Coast style IPAs were the predominant IPA style, this would be considered on the juicier side of an IPA of that style. Um, So this is what juicy used to mean, people, Uh, which is a far cry from what it means today. But this is when I liked the term juicy most. Uh, And you're right. Like, it it has a nice sweetness to it. It has that kind of, like, dehydrated orange flavor going on. But there is that earthiness. There's a significant bitterness to it. But there's so much flavor to balance the bitterness out that you don't mind it. Right, yeah. I don't really like a lot of bitterness, and it's definitely within check. It, it, it's, I, I like it. It's good beer. I mean, it, it's, it's not for people who only like hazy IPAs because the bitterness there is not nearly what this is. But for people who are willing to kind of make that leap, um, you... It might be okay. Like, the bitter, bitterness might not be too much. And I will say, this is a beautiful beer, especially for what it is, a West Coast-style IPA. So I would say that anyone out there who's been pining for the days of West Coast-style IPAs, get your hands on this Executor IPA, because this should be your go-to as far as IPAs go. This is the type of beer I want to have in the fridge at all times, yeah, basically. that's good. Like, when I think of, oh, man, I'd really like something hoppy right now. Great go-to. Great go-to. I love this. And like I said, like I said on the our Carroll County excursion episode, Jesse Johnson had let us know that this is a real pain to make. But I'm sorry, Jesse. It is a wonderful, wonderful beer. So and I know Keep other, on making it. I know there are other people who feel that too. I've seen people 
in the Maryland beer group we're on and on Facebook or in on Facebook, I've seen a few other people be like, this IPA is wonderful. And yes. So people are noticing. Mm. Such a great beer. So there was this thing called the Carroll County Biz Challenge, which I'll actually read it off the website of what it is because, you know, that'll do a better job of telling you what it is. So this is something that helped get Brewery Fire going in the first place. So the Carroll County Chamber of Commerce is proud to present the 10th annual Carroll County Biz Challenge for the last decade. The Biz Challenge has showcased local entrepreneurs and given them the exciting opportunity to pitch their new business ideas, to make great connections, get loads of publicity, and compete for a $10,000 cash prize, plus additional prizes worth thousands more. Dozens of entrepreneurs will enter, five will be chosen to pitch their ideas before a panel of judges and a live audience. Only one will walk away with the grand prize. So apparently Brewery Fire won this competition in 2018. So that $10,000 prize became like seed money to kind of get things started Started. with brewery fire so as you can tell from the description they're basically looking for businesses that they think will really help the county the best they can and from articles that i read about brewery fire and them opening one of the things that a lot of locals were saying and higher ups within you know the government in carroll county was that this is a very positive thing to bring a different type of person to that area where they can then hopefully find other businesses as well to patronize and, you know, get an injection of, of cash into that mm-hmm. community, which is something we've talked about on this podcast a bunch before about, you know, the beer tourism scene. Yeah. So it, it is great to take a town like Taneytown and put a brewery in there, get some people who w- wouldn't otherwise, you know, come to this place and bring their money with them and spend it. One, That's I mean, what we did. Yeah, and one of the things to point out, I mean, Brewery Fire is right next to a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to drink some beers and bowl? Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know if you can have the beers in the bowling alley, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, drink some beers and then bowl, or bowl and then drink beers, or then or drink beers, bowl, and then drink beers. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Drink beers, <laughs> bowl, and then drink more beer. Do what you want. It's up to you. And we went there. They had, like, a cute, like, farmer's market type thing going on on mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Yeah, it was in the parking lot of the of the bowling alley. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, yeah. You need water to rinse your glass. But, uh, so they, they opened with the aim to kind of help out these other businesses. So, just to give you an idea of some of the other stuff that they were looking to help out in the area was, yeah, they have some bed and breakfasts there. They have antique shops, if you're into that restaurants and they also have a bakery nearby which i wish we had known that because we're always on the lookout for good bakeries because where we are we have no good bakeries it's a bunch of garbage really so i think when we go out to brewery fire next we should look for that bakery i wonder what it's called i don't know i'd have to look um and like i said that bowling alley's there so Mm -hmm. okay so like i said there's not like a ton of info so let's move to the next beer So this is, oh, the executor we obviously had when we were there before. Now, this is also one that we had when we were at Brewery Fire, and this is their uh, participation trophy. It's a cherry, blackberry, and raspberry sour, and it is 5% alcohol. Also, 60-ounce can. Now, this is the one that I I talked about on 
the excursion episode and said that a lot of sours these days kind of just have a ton of puree just like chilling out in the in the uh, beer. And so you end up having to kind of chew it a little bit or kind of like drink it like a smoothie. And like sometimes I don't really like that. Sometimes I'm okay with it. This kind of goes back to the time period when beers were filtered, <laughs> kind of like the yeah. executor. So like you don't have a bunch of crap just like floating around there, but you have the flavors that you're looking for. So it does look slightly hazy. Yeah, not much though. Right. And that may have to do with it's cold. It's reddish pinkish. Yeah. It's it's kind of like that that drab kind of coloration of like a reddish pinkish. Yeah. Um, There's so much fruit on the nose. And I get, I feel like beautiful. cherry is definitely a lot of cherry. There's a lot of cherry, but I think there's a lot of raspberry too. Like, I know there's blackberry in there because it says so on the can, but like I predominantly smell cherry and raspberry, mm-hmm. honestly. And I think also because those are just more um, fragrant Bear- berries in the yeah. first place. So, oh, I'm sorry. Cherry's a stone fruit, people. Stone fruit. You know me and the term stone fruit. I freaking hate it. Hate stone fruit because there's a lot of stuff that gets thrown in there. But yeah, so much cherry, so much raspberry, apparently blackberry, which there is a bit of an earthiness, which I feel like blackberry has a lot of that to it, uh, along with the fruitiness of it. But it smells clean. It smells kind of light at the same time. I don't really smell it as sour, though. I think I'm perceiving a little tartness. Yeah, a little tartness, but not like sour. sour yeah. Which, and from what I remember fine. about this beer, it is just more tart than sour. Um, I mean, your initial sip, there is a bit of a sour kick, but it hits kind of like fast and then recedes, I feel like, because then the fruit really pops in there. So it's like a little bit of a lemony sourness that hits immediately, and then it backs down for that fruit to really take over. And then it finishes with a naked Cheerio finish. But not a lot, which is good for people like me who aren't huge on that type of flavor. This is really nice. Mm. Just an easy, yet flavorful beer. Yeah, it's just like a low sourness, relatively easy to drink, packed with fruit. And I do feel like I'm getting more of the blackberry in the flavor than I was getting in the nose. But it's still predominantly cherry and raspberry flavor-wise, just like it was on the nose. For me, it's like cherry number one, raspberry number two, blackberry number three. Yep. I'd agree with that. And that blackberry, like we said, on the nose is bringing that kind of earthiness to to the beer as well. Slightly. Slightly. It's making a lot of phlegm build up. Yeah. Well, that's what sours are going to do for you. But this is a nice beer. This is a nice sour. Really enjoy this one. Glad to have it. Okay, so um, they had partnered when they got their brewery going with Maker's Woodshop. Uh, that's actually a place that makes custom furniture. So when we were there, we had commented on the excursion episode about these really nice looking tables that weren't like uniform shapes. It was just oh. kind of like random shapes. So I'm assuming that's where their tables came from was Maker's Woodshop because they wanted to showcase being a local business. They're out of Baltimore County, but local-ish. business kind of showcase their stuff and you know get the word out in a sense cool so they do that um and i know that they also had a local wood maker who was doing their their 
sampler paddles that we talked about are shaped like swords and good enough detail actually that you definitely know they are swords and then like we said they were working on a prototype for their like ultimate sampler of all 12 beers that they have on tap which is a shield which looked pretty cool that justin the beer tender showed us there so thank you for that so even before they opened up though they ended up collaborating on beers with pub dog and 1623 Brewing, which is cool because those are two other Carroll County breweries uh, who actually opened. Pub Dog had been there for a while, for a long time. Pub Dog's been there well over 10 years. And 1623 apparently opened after um, Brewery Fire did. So, yeah. But cool for them to start getting beers out there before they even open. Good way to get your name out there. Uh, now, apparently, as soon as they opened up, uh, locals flocked there, because prior to Brewery Fire opening, the only place to get beers in town was Flix. What's Flix? <laughs> I don't know. I assume it was... I got it out of an article that someone had said, like, this is great, because prior to this, you can only get a beer at Flix. I assume it's like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I'm I'm assuming that the types of beers at Flix were probably not... The of the fine craft variety that you're getting at a place like Brewery Fire, which, like we said in the excursion episode, they have a really great, uh, diverse smattering of styles available on tap and in cans to go and bottles. Okay, um, go ahead, Rebecca. You have the third beer in your hand, and this is one we have not had. Yeah, Hellasing. Hellasing. You will not know the reference. Uh, it's a picture that references the anime called Helsing. It's like a vampire anime from some time ago. I think it started in the 90s or something. And that kind of speaks to a lot of their aesthetic there. Is It's very like 80s and 90s kind of nerd culture aesthetic. They have a lot of those types of things up around the brewery, which I like. Makes me feel at home. What style is it? I can't tell. Hellas Lager. Hellas Lager. Yeah. Okay. It says there, but the... the it's so dark. Yeah, it's like a dark color on a dark color. And it's 5.3%. Um, so I'm hoping this is really good, because you know we really like a nice light yeah. beer. Especially lager. And I will say their cans are just, like, uber full. Like, when I'm opening them, if my thumb is going even close to the mouth of it, it's getting wet with beer. Mm. Because it is, like, up to the brim. No lie. That's good. Yeah. Well, and that that is particularly good because that keeps more oxygen out. So that keeps beers from oxidizing and tasting crappy. Another clear beer. Ooh, God, I love seeing clear beers. It's very orange. It is. It's like a deep, dark orange, though. Very nice looking. Got some largish heads, just head hanging out there, largish bubbles. Ooh. Smells good. Smells really... Crisp. Yeah, very crisp. Um, I'm getting a little orange. Yeah, I could see some light orange in there for sure. Um, Some honey. Definitely honey. A little hay note mm-hmm. at play in there. So it smells like kind of crisp and refreshing, but it also smells like it's a little bit deeper, darker nose than you would typically get with a Hellas Lager. 
So maybe like the flavor profile is a little more robust with this beer. That's just what it smells like. It smells good though. Let's get in there. Super light. Super light, Super but light. Um, a lot of honey. And a little floral, like a little honeysuckle. Yeah, good point on that. I, You're definitely right. There is a bit of a floral note on there. I mean, I, you know, this is not my favorite Hellas Lager I've had. Um, it's okay. I like it. I'm not huge on it. It's okay to me. But the participation trophy in the executor, really, really good. It's okay. I'm getting some of the orange. A lot of sweetness. A lot of honey sweetness, so though. It's a, a little sweeter than I like, but I still really I still really like it. I mean, it's pretty easy to put down, though. I already went through my portion pretty quick. Not bad. Okay. It's not bad. It's just not my fave. But, yeah, there there's a lot of honey to it. There's a little bit of that hay at play there, too. And like you said, that floralness... Uh, that kind of uh, oranginess to it as well. So, was there anything additional that you wanted to make sure that we say about that about the brewery and its aesthetic? It's I don't think so. I think you kind of covered it all. Oh, just the other thing. I know we mentioned it quickly on the excursion episode. They do have a beer garden out back that has a decent amount of seating, and there is a uh, very large, cool-looking mural there. That has a lot of 80s and 90s kind of like nerdy references. And it's fun for people to kind of sit there and just try and figure out what all the references are while you sip on some nice beers. I'm not that nerdy, so I was like, I don't I don't know any of these things. <laughs> you knew the xenomorph. I knew that was about it. There's like a shadow of a xenomorph there, which if people don't know what a xenomorph is, it's the alien from the Alien franchise. I think that's all I know. Only because it's on your keychain. Yes, I have a xenomorph keychain. So, yes, that's why Rebecca was familiar. Okay, so um, let's do the beers on tap, and then we will have the final beer. Okay. And for the beers on tap, they, obviously they've already put out a ton of different beers, but I'm just going to read you at the time that we're recording this, what beers do they currently have on tap? So the first is Executor IPA. We know all about that. We just had it. They have Rose Sour Watermelon, which is a goza with watermelon. That would be good. That does sound good. They have their Puma Man Pilsner, which we had when we mm-hmm. were there. They have their Business Casual Bonfire, which is an English-style IPA, and Jesse had said is his favorite go-to beer that they make there. Uh, there's always a mo- Money in the Banana Stand, which we had had when we were there as well, which is a New England-style IPA. Which is another thing, I like the fact that they call them New England-style IPAs and not hazy IPAs, because that's more technically correct. Hazy was just kind of created as as its own moniker at one point. I don't know, I think it might be BJCP accepted at this point, though. But the initial style was New England-style IPA, so. Gives you an idea of, you know, copying that style instead of the hazy IPA style, which I think was, you know, this bastardized crappy style. Not everyone should do those, but they do a good job at Brewery Fire with them. Then there's their Another Castle, which was a Session IPA, which we also had Mm -hmm. when we were there. The Murica Lager, which we also had while we were there. Guava the Hut, obviously a nice Star Wars reference. Uh, It's a no-coast IPA is what they say. What does that mean? 
This New Coast IPA is a smooth blend of our favorite aspects of New England style IPA and West Coast IPAs. Oh, I'd like to try that. Yeah. Generously hopped with cashmere hops and a hefty helping of guava. Hmm. This is a super drinkable summer IPA. It sounds like it. Then there is the Dandelorian. They they like to make a lot of Star Wars references because obviously e- Executor is also one because that's a reference to Executor Palpatine. Um, the Dandelorian is a um, rye barrel aged brown ale. Oh, interesting. Which sounds very good. Then they have the Participation Trophy Sour, which obviously we just had. The Lois's, which we had on the excursion episode, which is the white stout that they did with maple, cinnamon, and peanut butter. Then there's the Murica with lime, which is their lager with lime added to it. Then they have a summer cider available, and they just say, a summer twist on hard apple cider. This refreshing summer cider is infused with raspberries, Hmm. which sounds good. And then the last beer available is a sour slushy. That's like the new thing. Yeah, so it's a daiquiri sour beer done as a slushy. Hmm. So, yes. Who, who's the first brewery who started doing that? Can't remember. It was, it like. It's, I've seen, it was at Trillium when we were there. Trillium, okay. So yeah, Trillium was doing it, but I feel like there was a brewery that we had been to prior to Trillium that had done that, and we were just like, oh, that's interesting. Fourscore does it. Fourscore does it, Yeah. Was it? There's a more like ice cream. I don't know. Maybe Trillium was the first time we saw it done. You might be right. It may be Trillium. I don't know. But anyway, that's a thing. Okay. So uh, let's get to... excited about this last beer. So this one was gifted to us, and this was actually not even available to be purchased. So thank you again to Jesse Johnson for this. And I told him we would definitely try it on this episode. He pulled this out of the back in a secret stash. Uh, Go ahead, Rebecca. Okay. It's called Dark Helmet. It's an Imperial Stout that's 8.5%. I like that it's not crazy. Right, yes. And I think this is a Raspberry Stout. Yeah, I think he, yeah. He had said that it was supposed to be a Raspberry Stout. Now, your point about not being crazy, I agree. Because a lot of the times when it's Imperial Stout, that means like probably 10%. Maybe even more than that. I usually think when I think Imperial Stout, I think between 10 and 12%. So the fact that it's 8.5, thank you. Because, you know. If you're trying to watch your consumption, which we are, we have been recently, um, you have to keep in, take into account that it's not just about how many beers you have. It's all also about what was the ABV of those beers that you have. Because if you're having a higher ABV beer, that would count as more than one beer. Just saying. Also, are you having a 12 ounce or are you having a 16 ounce? Yeah, because they're all 16 ounce now. Right. And that didn't used to be the case. And all the... Uh, Recommended consumption was based off 12 ounce. Just saying. Okay. So there's wax on the bottle, and I was able to pretty easily get it off with my... And I love how on the very top, it's like dipped with brewery fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have their stamp on it. Like old school, when you used to send a letter with wax. I forget what that's called. It has a specific name, and I forget what it's called. Just classy. Yeah, very classy. Okay, so it looks like a stout. It's dark. Very dark. Not a whole lot of head sticking around on top, which is totally fine with me. A little bit when you swirl it up. Does it smell? What's it smell like? It smells real malty to me. I do smell some fruitiness to it, though. It smells kind of nondescript fruity, yeah. though. Yeah. 
it is very malt driven. It is like a lot of just like sweet maltiness to it with a little bit of a roasty character. Like that yeah, darker there's a roast. Little, and I think there's a little dark chocolate. Okay. So as I swirl it and sniff it more, that fruit is growing. And it's coming off like very slightly tart, but then sweet. And I'm starting to get more of that dark chocolate that you were talking about. It's a very light nose, though. Mm -hmm, It is. It's very subdued. And I wasn't expecting that. I was definitely not expecting that. I was thinking more robust, because typically with Imperial Stouts, you do get significantly more robust uh, noses. Well, you definitely get the raspberry and the taste. It's very nice. Oh. Mmm. Is that raspberry or raspberry? I think it's raspberry flavoring, maybe. But if it is, it's at a good level. Because I feel like the chocolate and the raspberry are about on the same level. Do you feel that way? It's It's got a nice thickness. Yeah, the mouth feels good. Um, Very good. Raspberry character is good. The chocolate character, the malty character. It's all kind of playing off each other. Yeah, there's a nice kind of like chalky um, roastiness on the finish that rolls in with the bitter finish on it. So it's kind of like baker's chocolate, like a like a bitter chocolate yeah. with raspberry added, obviously. This actually takes me back to the days of Duclaw's Naked, Naked Fish. Fish. This is tasting kind of close to Duclaw's Naked Fish, which was the first raspberry stout I've ever had. I think it was Imperial as well. Maybe it no, wasn't. I don't think it no, was. No, initially did, it wasn't. They did they Imperial. did an Imperial version. Yeah. Um, but this is really reminding me of that. And I, I don't think it's actually raspberries. I think it's raspberry flavoring. And a lot of the times that can go wrong. But in this, it's the right level and it has not gone wrong. It does, if you're familiar with raspberry versus raspberries, you do, you can tell it's a little, it is that kind of artificial raspberry flavor. But it's marrying with the other flavors of the base beer very well, in my opinion. And we've said this about other beers that do it well versus other beers that don't do it well. Um, This beer has done it well. It's not... um, I mean, for me, the raspberry could be dialed up a little bit more. I'm... Honestly, I'm really good with where it is. I'd like a little bit more. It's making me feel like, you know, like cherry cordials. Mm -hmm. It's coming off like a raspberry cordial like that, but like dark chocolate. Yeah, it's still very good. I like, you know, and I'm hit or miss with ashy finishes to beers, but this has an ashy finish and I'm really liking that because it feels like it's a part of that dark chocolate finish. Yeah, I could see that. It's just blending in with it well. Good lineup. And it's easy. It is really easy. Like, for how much flavor there is there, and the fact that it is, well, it's not like an insanely high ABV, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's a very good beer. Um, oh, man, this is a tough one. Okay, I think I know where I'm going, though. I really like, I like them all. Obviously, I spoke my mind about the, the help, although, let me go back to the Hellas real fast. After hit after be after doing a darker beer, I want to go back to the hell because my palate's going to be in a different place. You know what I mean? Mm, I just keep. I just was thinking that we have leftover chicken parm for dinner. 
which is going to be really tasty of drinking these beers. I think this Hellas will go well with it. I'm liking the Hellas more, but I stick with what I said before. Um, okay, go ahead. Rebecca's got her lineup. I got my for lineup. These. All right, go ahead. Okay. So my number four is the Hellasing, the Hellas Lager. My number three is the Participation Trophy, which is the Cherry, Blackberry, and Raspberry Sour. My number two is the Dark, Dark Helmet. Helmet. Which is a reference to Spaceballs, by the way. Which is the Raspberry Stout. And then Imperial my number Stout. Imperial Stout. And then my number one is the Executor. The Executor IPA, West Coast Style IPA. Um I'm a little different. Really? So I thought for sure we were going to be the same. My my fourth one is the Hellasing Hell's Lager. My third one is the Dark Helmet. Oh, really? Um, Raspberry Imperial Stout. My number two is the Participation Trophy Cherry Blackberry Raspberry Sour. And my number one is the Executor West okay. Coast Style. Well, I knew IPA. that was number. I knew you're number one and four. Here's the thing: depending on the day, my two and three could be switched easily. I feel like the Dark Helmet and the Participation Trophy. The, 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 sorry, the beer has not affected me. How drunk me that are much. you? The beer has not affected <laughs> me that much. I swear. The what beer? The Dark Helmet and the Participation Trophy <laughs> are on the same level for me. They're both really good. And so I feel like they're interchangeable. So it's for all intents and purposes a tie for second. But I would give the slight edge today to the Participation Trophy for me. But clearly, executor baby. Yeah, that was not that was oh, so good. Like I said, this is the beer I need in my fridge, twenty four seven. And really shout bad. out to Dan Flynn who has a keg of it at his house. Jealous. Yeah. I don't have a kegerator, but still jealous <laughs> <laughs> for the volume. Yeah, exactly. Just having it available is what I mean. So, yeah. Um, but that's awesome. Uh, I enjoyed talking about Brewery Fire. Once again, thank you, Brewery Fire folks, for having us out there, treating us so nicely. And I get the feeling that they treat everyone that way. Yeah. Very nice. So I feel like family there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cool people. So, everyone check them out if you can get there. Highly recommend it. Really good beers, as you heard. And, yeah, that's all I have to say. What do you want to say? Check us out on Instagram at Brutal Battle Podcast. Yeah, uh, the other big things, the pod, the, the website, if you want back episodes, uh, BrutalBattle.com, or you can just search Brutal Battle on Archive.org, because that's where we host all of our files, our MP3 files. And then uh, you can email us if you want to talk to us about anything or have any ideas for beers you want on the show or show format ideas or particular formats that we do that you like more and want more of. Just BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. Also, untapped, I am Carlin Cook or Carlin C. She is... Rebecca C. And we are always checking into our beers, so we'd like to be friends with you on untapped. um, Because then we can, you know, look at what we're drinking. And then you can kind of get previews of what episodes are coming, basically. That's your way to know. But, yeah. Regardless, thank you everyone for checking this out. Until next time. Keep it brutal. Brutal.